Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petum here as always. And as always, I'm joined by Danny Raza and Simon O'Regan as well. So we're going to kind of make this uh, a review preview of sorts, I guess you could say. But anyways, let's get over to Danny Raza first. Danny, how you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, we, as, as per usual, after a defeat, the, the podcast has been held for a night. <laughs> <laughs> uh no I'm, I'm i'm all right man um i think it's one of those ones where like just in between games i'm fine i ain't got a problem because we just we're just not getting relegated so there's no worry there's no immediate need for points or whatever unless we want to go to europe so um it's one of those ones where like the immediate reaction after the game is is one of disappointment and being angry and upset but uh right now i'm all good yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And uh, to be fair, though, like for uh, listener feedback, I've had a few people actually, whether it's a, a rating or a comment to me personally saying, I like how you guys kind of wait to mull things over and not just react to it. Because I, I know a lot of people kind of do one or the other. So at least some people like it anyways. But uh, of course, it's it's a it's a party of three today. I was trying so hard to make that sound appropriate. So I hope you guys appreciate that. It's Simon O'Regan. Simon, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, kind of like you said, having had a day sort of mull over things, you, there's a bit more clarity to it. I mean, there's no getting away from it. The result was a very, very bad result. But sort of looking back, uh, the match of the day highlights earlier on today, we really should have won that game. For all the talk of, oh, they're a one-man team without Jack, they don't create anything. We had three, if not four, really, really good chances to get a goal last night. And Sheffield United offered nothing. So it's frustration rather than, than anger, I think, at the moment now. Yeah, I mean, this was always going to be a trap game for us, I felt like. And I said it actually, I think, in the last Holtcast we all did together. I was a little nervous about this game because knowing Villa the way they are, they like to just give us that glimmer of hope and then snatch it away um, as soon as possible. And just once again, it's one of those games where... I think we looked at the starting lineup and we thought, you know what? That's a good lineup. It's the same from the last game, the, the win against Leeds. You know what? Let's let's keep this momentum going. And upon quick reflection, guys, and I'll come to Danny with this. I mean, we instantly just kind of thought maybe even five minutes in, this is not the right lineup. So, Danny, what were your thoughts on the initial lineup? Listen, I don't want anybody to call me a hypocrite because I did pray because I did praise <laughs> I did praise the Nakamba and Ramsey inclusion last week, but I did say. I felt that this was a game to probably bring Barkley back in, right? And this is this is again when it comes to pragmatism. Pragmatism does not mean it does not mean you know you you drop a player when he's playing badly, and then you have a new favorite team, and then you stick with that regardless. Dude, why are we playing three in midfield against Sheffield United when 
we're going to have a lot of the ball. We're going to have a lot of the ball. We're going to put their defence under pressure. Um, and I suppose you counteract that by, th- by saying, well, okay, Nakamba, Ramsey, they had good games against Leeds. It worked well against them. Um, they didn't really do anything wrong against Sheffield United. Uh, and, and you say that, you know, El Ghazi, Traore, Watkins should be enough to score against them. Um, but look, I think regardless, man, even if you, even if we had played with a number 10, even if we had played with Sanson or Barkley behind Watkins, the the fact of the matter is we just weren't finishing our dinner. Um, I just, uh, I lineup or not, whatever the lineup was, whatever team we were going to put out there, the fact of the matter is Sheffield United, I, I, I really do not, I, I don't want to insult them. But right now, they're the worst team in the league. They, they, they really are, um, you know, not performing to a Premier League level. And uh, they, they, they should be easy points. The amount of chances we created, um, we should have finished. Saying that, we, should, we didn't really create enough chances. Even when Barkley and Sanson were on the pitch, we didn't really do enough. And yeah, we'll, we'll come to Simon right now. And Simon, I mean, Danny's touched on the starting lineup there and his thoughts it's not really going to happen either way for us, I guess, or I should say it wasn't going to happen either way for us, but where does that lie with you? Do you think there is any players that could have been put in there that w- really would have made a difference? Uh, I, when I saw the starting lineup, I, I didn't think it was the right way to go. Personally, I'd have gone with, I'd have definitely put Louise back in, into there. And I think I would have gone for one of Barkley or Samson as well. Like you said, uh, Ramsey and the Camber had really good games against Leeds, but I think I think Dean Smith said after that game, sort of, it's like a horses for courses. You know, you you put your lineup and then adapts to the team you're playing against. Sheffield United, there's no need to play Nakamba in a game like that because they're not going to offer an awful lot going forward, which they didn't. If you're going to have a lot of the ball, whilst the Camber can pass, Louise is a better passer, has a better range of passing. So, uh, you know, obviously it's easy to say with hindsight, but I think I think that that could have helped. But then having said that, with the players that were on the pitch, we still had enough chances to win that game. I mean, Traore missed a couple. McGinn had one at nil-nil as well, though it was on his weaker right foot, but he was still only about four or five yards out. He should have been hitting the target. We hit the bar. Cons uh, had a decent effort right at the end so I mean you never know because you know it's a completely hypothetical thing but I think that he could have refreshed the lineup bearing in mind that we've got another game on Saturday as well so you've got three games in the space of seven days and this is you know we've sort of been here before we're sticking with that starting lineup for game after game it's not something that I don't think you can really do especially as the season goes on players just don't have the energy for it and when you've got the squad available use it it's not even a case of like, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, it's not even a case of like of, of energy, you know, completely, is it? It's like, yeah, it's like you can't you, you can't approach every game the same way. Yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like just, you've got it's, it's a squad easy. game. The, the way you know football has evolved from you know twenty years ago, you probably would play the same eleven week in week out. You know, barring an injury or suspension, it's just not like that anymore, and especially in a season like this when so many games limited you know bunched together in a limited period of time you need to utilize the squads and the frustrating thing is especially in in that you know maybe up front obviously we don't have the numbers and the quality to rotate but that midfield three there's six players 
fighting for three positions. So you you have got the, the personnel there to keep freshening it up as, as games go on. Yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll just put this out there now. And me and Danny had a little chat on, uh, I guess, Twitter Live or whatever it's called uh, last night just to kind of go over a few things. And then it just kind of lost its course of talking about absolutely nothing. But anyways, aside from that, we one point that I can't remember who brought it up. Maybe it was honestly, it was me. I can't remember. But is there, and either of you guys can answer this, is there a lack of trust that you kind of feel like there is within certain players, not maybe certain players in the squad, but Dean Smith has his almost set 11 is do you think it's a lack of quality or if it's a lack of trust in a few of those players because i don't know like why some players are starting over others why things aren't being changed in certain aspects it just it, it just makes me wonder um i don't Paul. Well, it's a tough one to answer because you look like the defense picks itself really um watkins is your only option up front so he picks himself so it's I don't know. I mean, Barkley had a longer run of games than a lot of fans maybe wouldn't necessarily say he deserved. Um, and he's been taken out. So I, I don't know if I'd say it's a lack of trust. Maybe it's just still that sort of old school mentality of this is my starting eleven. Whereas football, there's no, there's very little such thing as a first choice starting 11 now it it is a squad game and and you you should pick it you know you adapt your side a lot of depending on on the condition of the players the opposition you're up against um so i, I don't know I, I don't i know i don't think it's a case if he doesn't trust players i think he's very much though if you play if players come in and play well for him then he will keep giving them opportunities until it gets to the stage like he did with Barkley where you have to take them out. Yeah. I mean, I know one thing, we won't see that same 11 next game. So <laughs> as soon as it goes bad once, it usually changes at least by one or two personnel. Uh, but let's just, I'll, I'll cover the goal here really quickly and then we'll get on to um, the red card decision and kind of there on after and then we can get on to uh, match balls and then wolves and all that kind of stuff. Of course, the goal comes in the 30th minute. Uh, George Baldeck. I, I don't really know if it was an attempt at show out or if it was an actually kind of a low in swinging cross, but regardless, um, there's probably about five Villa players just kind of kept watching uh, Elmo or I guess McGinn in this case, apparently wasn't tracking his man. I, I, it's really hard to blame it on this kind of circumstance because I don't know who was covering who, but regardless, David McGoldrick left open at the back post. And to be fair, he almost missed it himself, but a, a very well-worked goal. One nil down. Um, I felt really stupid because before this recording, I was saying to Simon uh, a few minutes before I was thinking if David McGoldrick scores against us, I feel like absolute crap. And he did. So uh, fair enough to that bit of karma. But regardless of that, one nil down at the half going in to the second, uh, looking a, a little bit more lively, getting more into the game, creating more chances. But once again, just not much of it. And then, of course, Phil Jagielka is called for a red card, obviously a dismissal. Um, Danny, really quickly, do you do you agree that it was a red? I mean, it's a little harsh because if you look at one camera angle, there is a there still is a Sheffield United player that's a little bit further. It's a debate of whether or not he would actually get there, and that's kind of predicting futures. But where do you lie on this? I think I remember saying to you on text, like bad defending, get banged in it. Like, do you know what? At the end of the day. If 
you feel like you're gonna if 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 look, El Ghazi's skinning him, right? El Ghazi's through on goal at that point. I get that there's a defender a little bit further away, yeah, but. Do you, you know what? The the reason that defender is making that challenge, making that foul, is to prevent El Ghazi from going through on goal. That's the thing. That's the only thing he's got in mind. It's not, oh, look, you know, got to make this foul, professional foul. You know, I, 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 I get why they do that sometimes, but like, it's it's so close, right? It's so close to El Ghazi going through on goal. That defender's still got to make up ground as well. You know, you're, 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 having to, you're having to bet on that defender making up ground. And, you know, on top of that, like, yeah, I, th- I just think it was a. I think it was a bad challenge, and I don't think you have a case really to argue if you make that challenge because you know what, better defender. If you're gonna if you're gonna defend that properly, you get the ball and not the man, right? Like that's it at the end of the day. I don't feel sorry for uh, for Jackie Oka getting sent off like that. No, and I um, mean, what is he now? 37, 38? 38. Like, you start, yeah, you start, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like you know, they, they they should have been sending off earlier in the game as well. You know, when Watkins was through on goal, nothing happened there. So true. We got sandwiched even. Sorry. No, to but, be honest, I'm all over the place of this game. I I've kind of like blocked out large chunks in my mind just because I don't want to think about it anymore. This is helping me kind of release some of that stress. But anyways, Simon, I'll, I'll come to you. Let's just get on to being a man up here, and then we can get this game over with. To be honest, because I mean, I think it was this whole game we had what forty. I've seen forty five, forty six, or forty seven crosses, whatever. Um, Many of them barely even beat the first man, lack of creativity. And then when we did kind of get the one twos going, we saw a few glimpses of a few opportunities. But once again, it's just a lack of creativity, isn't it? Yeah, I actually think them going down to 10 men didn't work against us, to be honest, because it meant that they, I mean, they were always going to to, try and defend the one the lead and hits on the break anyway. But once they were down to 10 men, it was like, okay, it, we're literally putting everyone on the edge of our box. And it just made it so difficult to break them down. And I mean, yeah, it was just a lot of aimless crosses going into the box, really. What I found extremely frustrating is, I mean, I, I would have made changes at half time because we, you know, we already one nil down. But as soon as soon as they went down to 10 men, there should have been changes then. Barkley, Sanson, Davis, whoever, people should have been put on the pitch there and then. Why he waited another 10 minutes after that, I, I mean, that just makes no sense to, to me. I, I thought that was that was really naive of Smith. And even even then, putting Davis on for, the, for 10 minutes, if you've already seen from the moment they've gone down to 10 men that all is happening is we're putting crosses into the box. So why not give Davis... 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half an hour to try and do something. 10 minutes at the end of the game when they're especially going to just get deeper and deeper and deeper as the game goes on. It, it just, it makes it a, a pointless substitution for me. Um, but as a, you know, as we've already said, it even the, even some of the chances that we had, that they came after they went down to 10 men. You had that Troy Orway one where he just just didn't connect with it at all. He's about four or five yards out, dead centre of the goal. Cons had his chance towards the end as well. So we we didn't we didn't do enough. And it seems like uh, when you're just lumping balls into the box from deep as well, it, it just suggests that you've run out of ideas and you're just hoping that something's going to drop and, and it just didn't. Yeah, and I mean, the, the thing that I felt like deja vu, to be honest, because of course we saw this happen in the first game of the season against Sheffield United. They go down to 10 men, 
of course, we're one nil up eventually. So really, you can kind of just see the game out from there and just hold it with possession. But as soon as that happens, you've seen this happen before. Why are you bringing Keenan Davis on then? You know what they're going to do. They're all going to sit compact in that box or just in front of it. So if you're going to go with the crossing route, why not do that? The other thing that I said this to Danny last night is if you're going to be hoofing that many balls in the box, where's your center backs? Why do your center backs really need to be back? You can't tell me that you can't have, um, I don't know, Birdie Triore, sta- someone stand back. It doesn't really have to even be a defender, in my opinion. You just need someone back there for cover. It just, yeah, it's just um, really, that's a really odd. good point, actually. Because Mate, it means it, nothing. If, if, if targets crosses are going straight into Ramsdale's hands every single time. Yeah, no, I know, Danny, but what's the point of having Tyrone Mings back to move the ball? on the on the pitch he's not who he's not even crossing it himself it's just it's pointless and i think the commentator said this to be fair the commentator was taking the mick out of sheffield united all night yesterday and i was laughing my head off i can't remember who it was or the co-commentator i should say um just every time they'd fall down he'd be like nope not for me uh but anyways um there was an instance with mings and i think he was like trying to do like a fancy turn or something like that and i'm thinking like okay, we're in the 70th odd minute here. Like, I, I get the urgency, but, like, why is he this far back? They were saying, literally, yeah, the no. commentary team, how short Sheffield United are with all their injuries. Like, why aren't you abusing that? No, but that's that's <laughs> that's, that's that's not that. I'd Like, with all due respect, that's not the defenders' fault, right? No. Like, they had, like, what, what, my, my problem was with, was with the attack, and we do this a lot, right? And I, I joked yesterday that we're the new Arsenal. Part of it is trying to walk it into the net, right? Last night, was it last night? I think it was last night, right? The ball was kind of getting to a particular area. And you'd think, is the cross on? No, it's not, right? Let's... Then another lateral move would begin. You know, Bertrand to McGinn to another midfielder to Ogazi on the left. Nope, not for me. No cross. Back again. Right back to the other side to Bertrand Royal Mohammedi again. And then it would be a lateral again. And would take two minutes, two minutes to work an attack before someone like Matty Target, whoever it was, right? It was all of them, every single one of them. I'm not singling anybody out. Would just throw in a lobbed, like floated cross that would end up in the goalkeeper's hands anyway. So I'm thinking, what are you trying to work here? What are you trying to create? If it's just if you if all you're doing is running down the clock, you are doing Sheffield United's time wasting for you, right? I just wish we were a little bit more direct. It's almost like we can't break away from our principle of playing pretty football, and in that situation where we can't play pretty football, we don't know what to do, right? Yeah. And we not every goal, and this is what we need to sort out. Not every goal can come from Ollie Watkins getting off, you know, the back of a defender and, and 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 managing to exploit them because teams will sit back some days and we need to know how to break it down because I'm sorry, right? But it is pathetic that we've only managed one point from from going behind all season. Yeah. That's no. run over. I'm not I'm not having to go at the team, but it is it needs to be better than that. You can't you can't call it a night every time you go behind in a game. Yeah. And I and I, well, I think actually, well, I agree with what Simon said. As soon as we there, they went down to ten men, and I said that to you, Danny. As soon as it happened, we're not winning this. Like we're not getting anything out of it. And it's just it's so odd because I think there was an instance. I can think of maybe three or four instances where and I've already said this before, but I'll say it again. Where we had some quick passing. And I, I, we're no Man City, not even close. But like 
as soon as we started to do that, we would get through like three or four players and some chances started to come here and there. And it's just like, why are you restricting that? Why are like, I am not expecting Ross Barkley to get into the box and head in a, a 90th minute winner. Like I, I'd love for it to happen, but it's just not like he wants it played to his feet, not to his head. It's just, it's just really strange. And then I think the one, that, the effort that summed it up for me was McGinn trying to recreate that Sheffield Wednesday goal again. Well, somewhat kind of way it wasn't a half volley, but it just shows that there's clear frustration with creativity, but Anyways, let's let's wrap this part up. Let's get over to uh, the match balls, and then we'll get over to the uh, Twitter three-word summaries because there's like 104 of them. I'll read out 10. But anyways, Simon, who do you give your man of the match to slash match ball to? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I honestly can't think. Um, I mean, if Daddy's got one go-to, but let me think on this. Um... I, I, do you know what? I, I really don't think I can pick one. I don't think anyone really did enough. You I honestly don't think I can. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, no one. Maybe Konza. I, he looks okay on the ball at times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really struggling with that. Fair enough. Danny, how about you? Okay. Um, it's no, tough. Think, like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I think I'll give it. Can I give it to okay, Aaron Ramsdale because he's he's the only one that did something yesterday for like no, both sides. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know who to. I don't know who to give it to. I think. I think I, I like that Bertrand Traore kind of pushed. Uh, well, did did a couple of trick moves, but end of the day, I'll give it. I'll give it Konza as well. No, I can't give it Konza. I'll give it Nakamba. I'll give it Nakamba just because. To be honest, if anybody did their job yesterday, it was him. Unfortunately, um, yeah. yeah. Just wasn't all, all there. I suppose I'm, I'm the really sad that his Ramsey stats... as well is a, is a good is a good shout for it. I yeah. think I think he I think he stepped up. Yeah, I think it, I'm really sad that his stat is ruined though. Now that we have we've conceded now with him and yeah, the team, yeah. I just wanted that to continue for the rest of the season because then it just makes it sound so amazing. But I'm gonna go Konza. I, I just I don't really know who to give it to at this point. Um, the one thing I did enjoy about his performance yesterday is Ollie Burke just trying to run down a straight line, thinking he'd run past the whole team, and Konza just kind of did a a uh, oh, not Dumbledore, uh, what who's the Dumbledore. Gandalf? You shall not pass. <laughs> I got my I got my movies mixed up. Okay, uh, I'm uh, sure you're not the only one. Hey man, they both have long beards, <laughs> so and they're wizards. So there you go. But yeah, um, I'll give it to Konza. Uh, let's go over to the three word reviews and there's so many i love how when we lose uh people go absolutely crazy on twitter with these and i like it so of course if you want to get involved in the future it's at 7500 to hold i'll read read out maybe i don't know eight to ten of these since they're only three word reviews um john chambers saying showed no respect mr p saying disappointing and careless uh, let's go to Dale O'Sullivan saying need some vodka. Uh, I can still feel that right now. Holly says no easy games. Uh, Seth says Jack Grealish FC. Um, let's see here. Owen uh, Lally. Sorry if I butchered it. He has two of them, but anyways, I'll say both wrong team started lost without cash. Macavilla saying that was crap. Uh, Villa. Feed views saying a growing immaturity. 
Uh, Barbecue saying no other strikers. Richard Hunter need another striker. There's literally so many. Oh, my God. Um, Steven, lack of belief. And I'll read out two more. Uh, Bluey saying Steve Bruce tactics. Um, and Raheel saying Europa League bottled. Uh, there's a few more I wanted to read out, but I literally cannot find them out of the 104. So thank you all who got involved. Of course, like I said before, you can tweet us at 7500 Holt. It goes out after every match, and it's always appreciated. Okay, let's get on to the Wolves game on Saturday, of course. Uh, I just I just feel so lazy right now and sad with how that result. I just don't have much faith right now in how this is going. <laughs> but anyways, Danny, how you feeling going into Wolves, of course? I mean, both teams not really in the greatest of form. Wolves just kind of kind of stumbling through this season really so what do you expect on saturday on an overall basis um like i said yesterday um matty target to wear gloves uh, if, if i can get some if i can get and if i can get some odds on matty target to wear gloves to counteract the adama Traore baby oil magic which is going on right now i'd love to but yeah no i don't know um I, i'm not I'm, I'm just i'm not confident at all watching that i've seen us when we're like this before and we, we've 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 gone through massive spells like this and i'm and i'm used to it as a villa fan we're not scoring goals they're just not they're just not happening you know um we need a moment of luck uh unfortunately it's not something we're not we're not really being economic here you know we're not producing anything uh, and for me i'm gonna go with a 2-0 wolves win I I just I I can't see the the confidence shrinking back from these guys after what was let's be honest probably our most embarrassing defeat of the season. Yeah, I mean it's a tough one. Like if I go to Wolves's results right now, um, what am I looking at here? Four one loss to City. I mean it's Man City. They're like what twenty one wins on the bounce or something ridiculous now. Uh, drawing to Newcastle, beating Leeds like us, beating Southampton like us. Uh, losing to Southampton in the cup, drawing to Leicester. I mean, I could go on and on. It's a lot of up and down, to be honest. I, I think there's only five points between us, so it's going to be a tightly contested one, of course. And I guess some people will say uh, local pride is on the line, even though I really don't consider it that way. But anyhow, Simon, how are you feeling about this one? And uh, if you'd like, give a score prediction. I think that we'll actually come back and win this. We've This season... After a really poor performance, we've tended to react quite well. And you think the West Ham game at home, next game, I think, was Arsenal after that. We did quite well. We got the win. After the Leicester game the other week, really, really poor first half especially. Reacted against Leeds. So I, I think there'll be a decent reaction. Obviously, the thing we're all waiting for is, is Grealish going to be available. I mean... There was talk that he might have been okay for last night, so we'll be there on Saturday. But as we sort of said before, we, we've heard this all before from Smith regarding Greenish's injuries. You know, for all we know, that's him for the season, and they're just not telling us. But if he's back, I would expect us to win. And to be honest, even if he's not back, I still think that they will come out with the win. Wolves said they've been not in the best run of form, and they still really struggle for goals. No, we're not exactly knocking them in left, right and centre at the moment. But as I said, I just think from such a disappointing results last night, I I think we'll bounce back and I'll go one nil villa. Fair enough. Um I'm gonna I guess be the, the third different kind of uh 
result in this one. I'm going to go for a draw. To be honest, I feel like this could be such a boring game with how both teams are playing right now. Um, Just so to give it some enticement, I'll say one all. Um, At least there'll be some goals I cannot take a nil-nil. I don't even think we've had a nil-nil. Oh, yes, we have. Never mind, Brighton. Um, But of course, it's just... I don't know. This is a really weird game. Like traditionally, especially last season, I'd be a lot more like worried going into this Wolves game, but both sides just don't really seem to be finding their, their pace or their feet right now. So I don't really know what to expect from either side. Do we rebound from it? Do we continue down this up and down path? It's just, I don't know when things, I guess, kind of turn around for either side, but regardless, I'll, I'll say one all. And I guess one way to kind of end this podcast, because we're running out of time, of course, is I'll come to Danny first and then we'll go over to Simon and then get back to me here quickly so we can all kind of get our answers. Danny, is the European dream over? Uh, I never believed it was on. Um, oh, uh, okay. because, <laughs> no, because uh, I think I think I think I think I did maybe before Christmas. And I think when COVID came, it's probably a little bit more of a, I mean, the, you know, the COVID outbreak at Villa. When that came, I think it was more of a kind of, right, no, that's our momentum being shot there. Look, we've, we've been inconsistent. We've been really inconsistent. Uh, we, we, when we have picked up points, apart from the Newcastle game, I don't think we've played well. Um, so for me, I, and look, I'm, I'm not insulting the team. You know, we're, we've, done, we've done brilliantly to go turn into a mid-table side. And turn into a side that's, you know, upper mid-table as well. And is asking the question about Europa League. I think we've done brilliantly to do that. Because, you know, we should be in the championship <laughs> for all intents and purposes. You know, one point, give or take, we should we could be in the championship. So, yeah, look, Europe for me, we need more consistency. We need a deeper squad and we need to be able to take our chances in these kinds of games. Because at the moment, we're getting the one-off brilliant performance. But there's games where, like, our attack isn't turning up. And, uh, yeah, we need to sort that out really yeah. before we before we before we do anything and that's going to involve having more than one striker as well by the way yeah massively i mean we could still be in the championship we could have never came up like the fact that we like you were saying there danny like we could still be down there there's no guarantee that season or even if we didn't go up the yeah. next season so look, it is what it is and I'm, I'm, i think my point is more than anything is that look everybody's saying europe this europe that 10th place ninth place top half it's not a failure it's not a failure. Not right now, it isn't. Next, next season, maybe. But this season, it's not a failure. Yeah, fair. Simon, how about you? Uh, well, I, I agree uh, on Danny's last point there. I think it's a, and it's a really important one, that if we finish 10th, there's no way a failure whatsoever. It's, it's still huge progress from last season. But I think Simon, just looking at the table now, we've got 13 games left to play. We're five points off, off six, which is a guaranteed European spot at the moment. So, Five points off with 13 games to play. It's still very much a possibility. Now, whether we make it or not remains to be seen. I think it's probably unlikely because I just think we're probably one or two players short, but that's to be expected. But then again, having said that, if Greenish is available for the majority of those games, the way we defend with him in the team... I, I still think that there's a very real chance of European football. And I don't quite get some fans, when, when fans say, oh, we're not ready for it yet. I mean, yeah, you could, the squad as it is right now wouldn't be ready for it. But if you finished in a European spot, then you would attract the better quality, caliber of players in the summer 
and we've got the funds to go do that. So I've, I've never understood that argument saying it's too soon. You don't turn your nose up at an opportunity like that if it comes. Um, so, yeah, as I, say, I, th- I think it, it's still there for the taking, but I'm not as... I'm not 100% convinced that we're quite ready to do it to get to get there with this squad at the moment. Yeah, I mean, is there really ever a perfect time for it? You just kind of take it as as you will. So, um I I don't think it's over. Do I think we'll get it? I don't think so. And I mean, like Danny said, there's nothing to scoff at with a 10th or hell even an 11th place finished. I just I just do not want last season to ever happen again. <laughs> like it's there's steps and we've literally probably jumped. You could say maybe even two right now. So take the good with the bad and go from there. But anyways, guys, we'll wrap it up there. Um, We've gone on for more than long enough. I'm sure. Of course, thank you very much to Danny and to Simon for joining me. If you want to find Danny on Twitter, it's at Raza If you want to find Simon on Twitter, it's at Cy O'Regan. You can follow me, Cole Petum on Twitter at talk Aston Villa, tweet the team at 7,500 to Holt. You can email the podcast Holtcast at gmail.com. We'll wrap it up there. Hopefully we're over Sheffield United by Saturday, but if you're not, hopefully a positive result on Saturday can uh, sweeten up your, uh, your weekend moods. But anyways, like I said, we'll leave it there and don't forget up the villa. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.